0: Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm your host, Uh The Raptors lose tonight in a game that probably the most frustrating game of the year. Um, with all due respect to the Brooklyn Nets, who are 500, and, and they get the win here tonight to improve to 9-8. and eight. Doing something the Raptors have not been able to do since Game 1 of the season, which is be above 500. But uh, Raptors fall 115-103. to 103. Look, the game was closer than that. Um, Raptors just completely capitulated down the stretch, gave up 39 points in the fourth quarter. Some just unbelievably dumb plays by the team. But honestly, the only reason it was close in the fourth quarter is because the Nets weren't that good themselves. You know, like, and, and that's not being, being salty. That's being, being objective. Um, the worst part about watching this game, the worst part about covering this game was you don't get to watch Milwaukee versus Miami, you know, tied 120. Uh, all with two minutes left right now to decide if their life in the uh, playing tournament. The worst part about this is not getting to see OKC versus Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota is in a one-point game with OKC, two really promising, bright, up-and-coming teams with clear directions on their way up. Uh, the real you know, part, difficult part is not getting to see Houston versus Dallas. You know, that's a really close game. Houston's really on the rise this year. Alper and Shengun's looking great. That whole team is really bought in. They're playing defense. You know, Fred's still shooting the, in the high 30s, but, you know, he's making a great impact. they making clutch plays for them. Dallas, of course, has, you know, who Dallas has. True, genuine star players that you would pay for night in and night out. I, what I'm trying to say is this is chore watching the Raptors. And I know it's a privilege to cover this team. I'm not going to say anything against that. That's not what I'm talking about. I mean, style of play-wise, it is an absolute chore to watch the Raptors and how they approach the game. It's not me complaining. It's me being very objective. And I know a lot of fans who watch this will agree with me. I know Masai agrees with me. He literally went to the podium last year in one of his classic Masai, like, you know, blunt honesty moments. Just goes, yeah, I did not enjoy watching this team play this year. Well, do you enjoy watching this 115-103 to loss to the Brooklyn Nets? I know Masai's on this road trip. Looking at the team, watching, probably from the tunnel somewhere, looking at, you know, uh, the game from the vantage point that Brian Colangelo used to look at this vantage point. And you know what? There is no comparison be made between those two men. Masai has been a much better GM. But what got Colangelo eventually let go, uh, and by the way, Colangelo had a great start. Obviously, he built the Suns. Uh, what got Colangelo let go was just mediocre after mediocre after mediocre. And... That was probably a run of like five seasons, if not more, if, if my memory is incorrect. But this is the third year in a row of this. And um, you watch this game tonight. And clearly Brooklyn came into this game plan of knowing, you know what? We have Nick Claxton available. He's a really good shot blocker. Um, he was questionable, I think, coming into this game. He ultimately plays huge difference in this game because Brooklyn doesn't typically have rim protection to that level without him in the game. Uh, but we are going to park him in the paint. We are going to never guard any of the Raptor shooters, and we are just going to sit back and profit. That's how easy it is for, for, for a team to beat the Raptors. And the Nets, you can say, well, they, you know, I got some wing defenders, this and that. I don't care. I don't care. The base defense for the Nets was just four guys with one feet in the paint trying to avoid three-second violations and just watch the Raptors clank after clank after clank. And look, listen, that's not too dissimilar from most games for the Raptors, right? Like the Raptors tonight, what What do they end up shooting from three? It's actually probably above average, 36%, 13 to 36, ultimately not enough. But when the Raptors played in this game, it's not just the fact that they weren't really able to get their offense going. It's the fact that they started playing selfishly. That's why I'm upset. We've, had the, we've seen the Raptors have a lot of bad losses this year. I've not always gone off on them. You know, we have not had 10 bad react pods. In this in this season, I feel like I'm trying to show, you know, at least some level of like, okay, it's early or, you know, what, these one offs happen or whatever. I'm sorry. But what really sets you off watching this game as a customer, as someone who follows the team, as someone who's a fan of the team? is when they start to play selfish basketball. That was the only thing everyone talked about all summer. Masai at the end of the year, there was a lot of selfishness. Masai said that at the trade deadline last year, a lot of selfishness. Masai said at the start of this year, there will be no selfishness. You go back to that um, media day, which was like two months ago now, and that you know, hotel room, Darko stepping up saying I'm not selfish, Scotty saying I'm not selfish, Masai saying there's no selfishness, Pascal saying, Hey, I'm not a selfish player. You watch this game, did they play together? And I'm not saying selfish as in like this guy is selfish and he has a bad, you know, personality or he's got a bad demeanor. I genuinely believe these guys are all good guys. As far as I know, which is probably not enough. But as far as I know, these guys are all good guys. It's not a character assessment when you say that these guys are selfish. When you watch them play, though, and the decision-making that they make, the ball movement was just gone in this one. Just gone. And you had some split moments. Don't be fooled by 27 assists. No, the ball movement in this one was not there. And part of that is because the Nets sagged off. Part of that's the Nets switched. Whatever. I don't care. There were so many moments in this game where the Raptors went by themselves so many moments. And then it's just a comedy of error in the fourth quarter, which we will get to, but you know, you had sequences where Pascal dribbles the ball for 10 seconds, goes in the post for a jump hook, misses it, gets his own rebound, tries to go back in the crowd, misses it. You have Scottie Barnes going one on four in transition, misses the first shot, gets the rebound, forces up the second shot, misses the second shot. You have another instance where Scottie comes down the floor, takes you know, no awareness of what everyone else is doing, or maybe he is aware, maybe he's just upset or whatever. I cannot understand being upset, but just pulling up from the mid-range, nobody looking around, pull up mid-range, brick. Next trip down, Scotty comes down, pull up mid-range, brick. What is that? What is that? Where where is the unselfishness in a game like that? Dennis running the pick and roll. Aside from Jakob, does he pass anyone else? Are are there any other targets other than Jakob? And I love Dennis passing to Jakob. I love Dennis coming on the show. He's going to be on the show probably Thursday. But the execution from him as a point guard today wasn't good enough. Although he was probably the least of their concerns when you look at the overall balance, right? OG Ananobi, how many times is the ball going to slip? How many times when he drives, is he going to lose the balance? You know, he's going to cut to the basket. Is there going to be some awareness when he's up underneath the basket? Is there going to be some finesse? Is there going to be an up fake? Is there going to be changing your angle or is it always just going to be the power dribble back up into your defender? Like it's a great seven dance and like, you know, um, Kevin Little is playing, and then I'm going to try to force it up with two hands to try to dunk over a shot blocker. You're not Zion. And then coming off the bench, is there actual relief coming off the bench? Because it is taking years off my life to watch Precious Achua play for 10 minutes in a game like this. And I believe in Precious. I really, really believe in Precious. I appreciate who you know he can be in this league. He has so much talent. Again, what really bothers you though is when he comes into the game you are flinching right away because you don't know what's about to happen next and and that's why (laughs) that's why i take notes because when you go and go through the notes it really paints a picture that is not good All right, Precious comes in the game, end of the first quarter. The Raptors are already kind of slow to start, whatever. They miss a whole bunch of shots. The Nets were also slow to start, so it didn't hurt them. But, you know, not a good start. Maybe your bench comes in and gives you something, all right? Precious comes in as one of the first subs off the bench. Hey, listen, it's a privilege to be one of the first subs off the bench. You know, like, you're one of the first guys the coach is thinking about, of how can I change this game, right? So he comes in this game. What happens? First play, back cut by Mikael Bridges, gives up a foul. Right. Luckily, not shooting foul, but okay, let's go. Next minute, back up by um, Dayron Sharp, a center. How do you get back up by a center? Second foul in a minute. Now he has to not play defense, but come on, let's be honest. He wasn't playing much defense in the first place. On offense, how about on offense? Maybe there's something better on offense. Scotty Barnes, you know, cuts the basket, had a layup, turned it down for some reason, but kicked it out to Precious. Open for three, really short. No, no chance. Not even a chance. When you watch that shot go up, that I have a chance to go. And meanwhile, the other way. So Precious is shooting a three from the top. Well, guess what? The Nets run the rebound and they streak ahead and Sharp runs ahead for the dunk. Sorry, Precious, that's your man. That is your man. That is a your man as in that's your opposing center. But also you took a three. It's not like Precious went for the offensive rebound and oh, I can't get all the way back. Someone else got a cover for me. That's your man and that's your miss, and that's what he has come in to do to start the game. Darko calls an angry timeout. Probably sounded like me in that timeout. Comes out, okay, they run a couple of actual actions. They put Scott, Precious in the pick and roll this time. What, what happens? First time, they run the pick and roll. Precious is open, getting downhill. Um, he gets the ball stripped, and the, the possession goes out. Even though Precious had a step on his man, just needed to catch it, go up strong, gets a stripped. right? Then, Uh, he gets to the, he goes downhill this time, even, even more open opportunity. He gets foul, goes to the foul line, misses both free throws. And then on the other end, because he's got two fouls, he can't really step up. And Spencer Dinwiddie walks right past him for a layup. Like, I'm sorry for, for three minutes of action. Like how many mistakes can you make in three minutes? they are not even that many possessions in three minutes. It, given how slow this game was, that's probably like six, seven, eight possessions at most. And he made errors on at least six of those. You know, like, and I get it. It's the developmental season. Young players make mistakes. This, but, like, all right. So, second quarter comes around. Um, you know, mercifully, Darko decides, you know what? I'm going to give Chris the chance here. Not only because C- Precious is in foul trouble, but, like, Precious is causing people to turn off televisions across the Sportsnet uh, television network, all right? So we are going to put in Chris Boucher. And guess what? Chris comes in, and yeah, it's a bit of a gamble for Chris, but, like, he comes in the game, he's ready to play, he's not giving up bad fouls, he's finishing in transition, he's knocking down for threes. It's at least looking good. Now, of course, that unit wasn't really playing great, Scotty and OG with the bench, but that has more with Scotty struggling overall in the whole game. And even... In that stretch, I would say Scotty made some really good plays. Pull up for three. One play where OG was running pick and roll with Scotty, which, by the way, like, in what world should OG be the ball handler and Scotty be the roller? Right? Does, like, okay, but whatever. OG runs the pick and roll with Scotty. Scotty is open on the cut. OG feeds it over the top to Scotty, and Scotty, while midair, catches, redeflects the pass into the corner, uh, and Boucher knocks down a corner three. So, You know what? There were some bad moments. Um, There were some, you know, really bad passes in transition. There were some shots turned down, all this kind of stuff. McDaniels comes in and he's been struggling, but he came in this game looking kind of pissed, to be honest. Um, Again, if everyone was angry watching this game, then then I'm also one of them. But also, I I totally understand the emotions of this game. Not great. But hey, at least they come in and they do okay. And I I appreciate Chris, because if Chris didn't come into this game, the Raptors would have lost the game right there and then with Precious still in the game. Uh, they come back in, you know, the starters eventually come back in. And, and, and look, the starters typically do well, but, like, you know, not really great. And in this one, the starters get completely washed down the stretch there. It was close. It was close, and the Raptors were up slightly. But the Nets go on a 15 nothing run to end the first half. And you had uh, just some... Truly, truly terrible spacing by the Raptors. You had some missed opportunity by the Raptors, and just bad misses and bad transition defense, bad three point defense. Uh, you know, guys playing by themselves. Scotty with two pull up jumpers, like I mentioned at the end of the quarter, they're looking visibly frustrated, and the Nets go up into halftime, uh, up by nine points. No, eight points. Eight points. Yeah, eight points. They they're up. Going at halftime. Now, listen, games like this, it's not like the Nets were playing fantastic. You know, Nets have got 52 points. Like, you could do something against them. It's just the Brooklyn Nets, after all. This is another 500 team. They're not even playing great. Maybe you come out with some more energy. And the Raptors, well, they came out They, they came out with with, with, with just kind of more the same. Starting unit, once again, could not do anything in this game. And to me, and I'm going to go back and clip this tomorrow morning so I can highlight this difference. But... The difference between the Raptors, and this is not the only issue, but this is probably the biggest issue, at least on the court, who knows, like off the court drama, all this kind of stuff, who knows, right? Uh, But at least on the court, the biggest issue for the Raptors is in a play that happened three minutes into the third quarter, right? The Raptors are running elaborate offense, and they are getting dribble handoffs. They're getting into the paint. They're touching the paint. They're kicking it out. They're screening off ball. You know, Pascal's open for three, but he just missed badly three open threes in the first quarter and stopped doing them altogether. You know, pretty happy with that. But ultimately, that's a problem. Uh, Scotty has an open look for three, doesn't take it. You know, uh, there's no actual driving lane to the basket because Jakob is there uh, keeping Nick Claxton, who probably should have gotten a 35 second, uh, you know, (laughs) uh, defensive violation instead of, you know, just not getting a single one. And ultimately, the Raptors get of rolling kind of fading, like layup to, to, you know, with, with some space to shoot the layup, not too far away, but a shot block there and they miss it on the other end. All the nets need to do is run a simple dribble handoff. And there is a gap of like half a second where cam Johnson is somewhat open for three. And he just goes up and knocks down the three. Like it's the easiest thing in the world. And it was the only three he made all game. He was one of four from three. Um, But that's the difference. The Raptors need to like surgically go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, just to negotiate the smallest bit of room because they cannot take any threes. Meanwhile, the Nets run the most basic action and they get a three. And that's the difference between the Raptors and the modern NBA. That's like the difference between the Raptors and 20 years of basketball advancement. It's just that play alone. Uh, But Darko's pissed. Right. This is after Jakob tries to force feed a bounce pass in traffic to Pascal. It's the classic. Let's give it to Jakob in the high post. Let's get Dennis to set off ball screen. Let's get Pascal switch on a Dennis's guy. Let's feed him from the high low. Let's let him dribble three times. Maybe you know twist turn. You know you know and 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 maybe try to get up a layup if the double comes. Maybe you then get the spacing out. Like exhausting. Like I said, exhausting. Uh, because there are some great games on in the NBA. There's some great talent across the league. Like, if you are missing out, man, there there are some good games going on around the league. OKC and Minnesota going down the stretch there. Um, You know, who will make the in-season tournament? Not the Raptors, but uh, Houston Rockets, Dallas Mavericks, they're close. Are the Houston Rockets going to actually make the jump over the top? Milwaukee beating Miami by, what, seven points? And that alone on on point differential allows them to qualify, I believe. So that's exciting basketball. There is still time to watch some of these games. But instead, you get to watch Jakob in the high post. You get to watch Dennis try to maybe screen and get maybe a switch on to Pascal. Then maybe Pascal can then catch the ball in a very congested area from Yak, from the high post to the mid post. To then Pascal, then twist, turn, shoulder fake, you know. Uh, I don't know how he doesn't get dizzy. Uh, and then, you know, if the double comes okay. Then he kicks it out. Maybe if he doesn't the double doesn't come, maybe he takes a turnaround jumper. Maybe he goes for a layup, <sighs> man. Angry timeout is right. Um, and whatever they, they come back in and the starters actually do decently. They eat into the deficit. They cut it, I think to like three points, maybe even one point. And then, um, in the back of my mind, I'm like, all right, we're, we're doing okay let's see how the Raptors finish this game. Cause you're at least in the game. You're like, okay, maybe we'll steal it. Maybe the, the podcast won't be so angsty. And I do apologize. I am, I have some self-awareness. I know this is just like a lot of complaining, but like, honestly, if you watch this game, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, and then you look over and then you see number five with the headband come into the bench and you're like, okay, I get it. I get it. Darko. Like I, I'm not giving up on precious either. And you do have to give guys a chance, right? How is he going to redeem himself if he doesn't come on the court? But what is he going to do once he comes on the court is the most important thing. And, you know, in the midst of this, Mikkel Bridges ends up, you know, hitting Dennis with a knee on knee, left knee. He had a huge ice wrap, was down for a while. Of course, no Raptors went back to help him up, but whatever. Okay. Uh, And yeah, he was able to come back into the game, but just wasn't effective from that point. I mean, hopefully he's okay. Um, Raptors can't afford to lose anybody. But go back to the number five. Um, So five comes in. Raptors feed him on the roll. He gets stripped. And the Raptors get no points. Then Precious is on the fast break. I think Scotty found him. uh, And then Precious, you know, gets taken down with a foul. Forces the free throws. Good stuff. Go to the foul line. One of two um and then the play that i think kind of broke me in this game because i was still watching i was calm i was like all right like you know you're still in this game but like you know maybe you know they put them together the the raptors got the ball to precious in the middle of the floor and the raptors have been doing you know giving precious the ball in that high post area all season darko said it coming into the offseason uh he's followed through on that threat which is just we're gonna give precious the ball and let him be a playmaker and you know what? You look at the overall numbers and you're like, wow, Precious' assists are up this year. Well, it's uh uh, you know, he's doing better on some of these things. They gave the ball to Precious in the middle of the floor, and I swear Precious literally caught the ball, jumped backwards, was losing his balance, threw the pass out, right to a net, and the net go th- and the nets go the other way. And I'm just thinking, like, man, what are we doing here? What like what 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 are we doing here? And um, yeah. After that play, Scotty goes one on four, tries to get his own putback, misses both chances. I'm thinking, like, what are we doing? Uh Then, you know, Gary comes in for nice, nice plays. OG hits a tough jumper. Malachi hits, like, a quick, you know, sneaky drive for a layup. Uh, But still, you're in a one-point game. And again, it comes down to, like, the difference between Raptors and most teams, okay? Raptors... Hustle down a rebound. They push it up the break. They get it to their point guard, who's probably one of their top five best shooters. Not even probably. Malachi is one of the Raptors' top five shooters. And they kick it to Malachi, and he's wide open all alone. After just making a layup, you're like, okay, he saw the ball go through the rim. You know, one-point game. Malachi knocks this down. Big run coming. Malachi smokes the wide-open three. The Nets go the other way. Royce O'Neal nails a three. And then the Raptors come back down. And Precious is... They're running a pick and pop with Precious. Precious is wide open from the three, shoots it, misses. And, you know, thankfully, Pascal is able to drive, you know, gets fouled, makes both. And the Raptors only down one heading to fourth quarter. So ultimately, after all that, after all the the, the little painfulness of the third quarter, Raptors are still in a one point game on the road. You know, like, did they play well? No. Did they deserve to win? No. But can they win? Sure. Yeah, of course. One point game against Brooklyn. You know, who was going off for Brooklyn? Nobody. So, what can happen here in in, in against Brooklyn? And once again, it is Scotty and bench. Scotty and OG, right? So at least Darko says, okay, no more Scotty plus four bench guys. How about Scotty plus OG and three bench guys? And the three bench guys, we're gonna choose. Okay, Precious is struggling. Let's let's try Chris. And um, you know, Malachi's out there. Okay, he's there. And then McDaniels comes in. Okay, so how how is this gonna go? You know, I actually thought it was okay. Um, I think mostly because McDaniels actually made a couple of good plays there. Um I, it doesn't feel like he's involved in this team. You don't really hear all that much about him. But he gets a steal, goes the other way, somehow kind of drops the ball, but is allowed to travel with it, then gets it to Scotty, then with a nice, you know, quick, quick pass to press uh, for a layup. Um, you know. Malachi pulls up a, a, a huge three. Then McDaniels is, is able to set up Gary for contested mid range shot. Then Scotty directs traffic, tells Chris to, or tells Malachi to get the to skedaddle. Uh, and he cuts the corner. Boucher fills to the top, and Scotty drives, draws help, kicks to Boucher for three. Great court vision there. Uh, OG with a random step back mid range contested at the buzzer along the baseline, but they can't eat, they can't actually make good on all this because for some reason all of a sudden that bench starts not playing defense you have cam johnson crossing up og and og is genuinely a great defender genuinely a great defender which is why it's especially shocking that cam johnson a very regular to good player just crossed them up with the most simple left to right crossover probably because og was reaching for the steal and cam johnson drives in for the layup no help with the rim of course um then you got Scotty Barnes guarding Nick Claxton on a dribble handoff. Claxton's getting downhill. Nobody's open on the passes. Everyone's cutting them off. And then Claxton somehow fools Scotty for a spinning layup. Really? Nick Claxton is now fooling. Like, Nick Claxton is a, is largely a, 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 you know, a pancake mamba, if you've seen that episode. You know, it's, he's, he's catching alley-oops, rolling to the basket, you know, that kind of thing. You're telling me he's taking Scotty Barnes off the dribble and beating him for a layup. You know? Like. You tell me, Trendon Watford is back cutting Jalen McDaniels for a layup. I, I, what, really? How far up were you pressed up on Trendon Watford to even get back cut in the first place? This guy didn't even have any other buckets, but somehow he manages to back cut uh, McDaniels for um, a layup. Scotty takes a defensive three seconds call, and then this is the part where I'm like. I thought Chris came in and gave them some good things, for sure. There's no doubt about that. Um, he might even get one of the three stars based on how this game went. But for the life of me, I did not understand how Chris Boucher managed to lose Royce O'Neill three times in a three-minute stretch for threes. Like, how do you think the Brooklyn Nets scored 39 points down the stretch? Royce O'Neal just kept getting open. Who are you even doubling on the nets? Who are you doubling? Like seriously, who are you doubling? It's not like OG can't guard Mikal Bridges. It's not like you need to even. You can just switch most actions against the. Net. Um. Yeah. So Chris loses Royce O'Neal for three, three, threes. Ah, uh, and um, yeah. So then the st- Gary comes in. Um. Scotty comes back out. So it's Gary on the starters. Pascal dribbles 10 times in the post, misses, uh, then misses his own put back. Gary with the mid-range jumper, very composed, very calm. Gary was was nice in this one, 94-94, ties it. Uh, and then you're like, okay, well, you're still tied. You're still frustrated, but, you know, you could get this game. OG fouls Mikkel Bridges uh, in a pick and roll and won. Um, And, you know, you got to a point where, once again, they represent a one-point game because Gary makes a mid-range shot. And it's 3.30 left in the fourth quarter. The Nets call timeout. The Raptors call timeout right after the Nets. This is Darko's new thing. We're just going to do, you know, double-decker timeouts. Opponent, you know, let's just get them a lot of rest to, to to come back. And at that point, it was a big decision. What do the Raptors want to close the game with? Again, Masai's sitting there. He's he's probably standing there in the tunnel. I mean, the only thing he's not having these days is his high callers. Uh, straight from Italy. The, uh, with, the, with the finest silk. Um, but... What does Darko, his coach, decide to do with his roster? Coming out of this very, very important one-point game, three minutes left, uh, two timeouts to think it over, too. Like, not even just one timeout, you know, whatever, you missed the opportunity. No, two full timeouts. Let's think it over. Gary finishes the game ahead of Jakob Pertl. And this is not a too big of a surprise, I suppose, because Jakob Pertl doesn't close a lot of games. Even though the Raptors paid, you know, an actual... First-round pick, two second-round picks, and gave him a big contract, probably bigger than anyone else is going to give him, to get him to this team. But in a one-point game on the road to the Brooklyn Nets, Jacoperto can't close the game. Okay, fine. What do they do? First play coming out of this double timeout. The Nets run a play. They got Bridges fading into the corner. OG's there. I got to give credit to OG. He was there, but Bridges still gets the open pass, still gets the look, and he got a high release, knocks down a corner three to make it. Uh, a four-point game. Then the Raptors go the other way. So they somehow get the ball to Gary. They don't give it to Pascal. They don't give it to, uh, you know, Scotty. I mean, look, they they weren't they weren't hot, so I, I get it. But they don't give it to those guys. They give it to Gary. He's attacking Mikhail Bridges, which seems like a bad matchup. Mikhail Bridges is a great defender. But guess what? Gary, with a great up fake, lifts Mikhail. And now he's got a five-foot jump hook. And he misses the jump hook. From five feet, open, and then OG fouls on the loose ball. The Raptors, you know, cause like a jump ball. Looks like it was gonna be a jump ball, but they call OG for jumping on a guy's back, and they give the Nets free throws on that. I mean, look, listen, I didn't like the whistle, but let I me mean, come on, whatever. So the Nets uh, are in the bonus. They go to the foul line. They're up six now. Then you got Gary running two man game with Scotty. Hey, at least Scotty's evolved this one. Gary finds Scotty over the top. Scotty rolls. Through two guys, finishes. It's a four-point game. Then the Raptors go really creative. Darko, you wily little guy. You know what? I'm gonna go hack a clax. I'm gonna hack Nick Claxton. And I'm gonna see what he can do. And it was under, it was over two minutes left in the fourth quarter. So you could still do this without it being like an intentional free throw and then get the ball back, whatever. So they send Claxton to the line. First one goes to the line, makes the first one. You're like, oh, man, this didn't work out. Misses the second one. And, okay, it's a five-point game. And then they go the other way. I think OG gets fouled, goes to the foul line. During this time, the Nets subbed out Nick Claxton. And I'm like, wow, this gambit actually worked. Because not only is the hack, you know, Shaq strategy there to try to, like, you know, A, create more possessions, B, uh, put a bad foul shooter on the line, and maybe get your chances to, to go well, maybe slow down a, you know, artificially cap a, a hot offense. Although the Nets were not hot at this point whatsoever, but the most important thing is maybe you could take their shot block out of the game. And the Nets actually obliged. They're like, okay, fine. Nick Claxton, you're coming out the game. Even though it's like 20 seconds left at most, you're avoiding like one possession of, 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 of offense. That isn't just Nick Claxton going to the foul line. That's how much they didn't trust him. They took him out of the game. Um, and the Raptors immediately capitalize. The Dennis throws a quick head-to-head pass to Scotty, who somehow runs behind the defense, misses a reverse layup. It was pretty there. Um, gets a foul call, knocks down both, makes it a three-point game. Then the Raptors are just guarding, and it's like, okay, let's just guard. Let's just guard. They don't have Claxton in the game. They got five wings. It's Finney Smith. It's Cam Johnson. It's Bridges. It's Dinwiddie. And it's Royce O'Neal. So we just got to switch everything, keep everything in front. Yeah, we're going to help with the rim, but... And then the Raptors do that. There's a kickout pass, and there's an up fake from O'Neal. Dennis jumps on it, which, you know, Dennis has been really good on closeouts, but decides to jump. O'Neal knocks down the three. And now it's a six-point game once again. And now the Raptors go the other way. Pascal gets a wide-open bunny, uh, misses it. It's still a six-point game. Gary comes back down the floor, has a wide-open runner, misses it it's still a six point game. Then Scotty tries to run down the floor, tries to force something, misses it. Uh, Then OG has an open corner three, misses it. Then, you know, like it's just, it was comical watching the Raptors. Oh yeah. Dennis missed a pick and pop three at that point too. It was comical watching the team just calm down and just, just, just for a chance to miss one more shot. Like let's just make sure our field percentage is 38.6. Let's not make sure it's over 40. Even though the Raptors pretty much mostly take mid range or paint shots. Let's just make sure that we we don't get there. Like, wow. Um, I hope it was at least a little bit therapeutic for you. It was for me, at least recapping this game. But this game just was not there. And I I will have to say the spacing was terrible. The pace of the game was terrible. The execution in this game was not good. Um, It was not fun watching leaders of your team in Pascal and Scotty both have moments Of just, like, what are you doing? Pascal taking pull-up threes. You haven't made threes in, like, a month to start the year. Like, you're actively seeking a pull-up three. And also, Darko. Coming out the first time out of the game, Pascal been missing from three. They put Pascal in the corner, and they run a play specifically to get him an open three in the corner. It doesn't matter. Like, that. what are we doing? That's like running... Oh, my goodness. Whatever. But you might as well run it for yak then at least give us some entertainment value i want to see yak take a corner three if you're going to insist on a 10% three three-point shooter take a three out the timeout um but yeah i thought scotty was really disengaged for a lot of this one seemed upset i don't know what what but he still ends up having a really big impact overall shows his talent um you know couldn't finish inside the arc but that's a lot of guys today um, Pascal had some nice moments, but also overall not good enough. The spacing was terrible. OG offensively. I mean, look, listen, man, OG, ugh, OG offensively should be a lot more efficient than this. I'll just have to say that. Cause like he, he gets spoon fed most of his looks, right? I, I can't compare his four of 12 to like Scotty's five of 19 or Pascal's six of 18. Those guys got to create their own offense, or at least like they are the ones who need to create that first advantage and then maybe parlay that into a bucket? OGs, I mean, sometimes I ask OG to create. It doesn't look good, but he's also asked to finish. And if you're just asked to finish and you're still four or twelve, like I don't know what to say, man. He doesn't have one post move other than just like back it up. Literally, the post move is back it up. <laughs> like, okay, um, yeah. The the bench. I mean, precious. We're never getting precious on the show, man. I'm not at this rate, but honestly, like nobody wants to hear from this. Like the, the performances have to be better the baseline of the performance. has to be better to come into the game and give up two back cuts for two fouls right away. I don't know. That's, that's on nobody other than yourself. That's on nobody else. Um, yeah, it's tough. Let's just end this pod. Uh, your three stars <laughs> stars from, from this performance. Uh, um, wow. Um, Three stars. You got to gotta have three. Okay. Um, G- Gary? Yeah, I'm going to go with Gary. Um, You know, like, it wasn't a great overall game, but he was solid. 15 points, 7 to 12 from the field. He's been struggling. Good to see him, you know, look more like himself. Um, 15 points, 7 to 12. Had some nice moves. You know, couldn't knock them down, but one of the only guys on the Raptors who can consistently make shots, especially off the dribble. You know, that's good enough for me. First star. Second star... <laughs> Second star, uh, second star, second star. Um, Yeah, I'm going to give it to Chris. Chris, 13 points, one offensive rebound, no defensive rebounds off the bench. A steal. I thought, I mean, look, it's never going to be like a, he gave you everything and it's a perfect performance. Unless you're basic, unless Chris is making a 30 point comeback, he, he, t- he tends to make some mistakes. And the, the threes to O'Neal were just, you know, really costly, but he played well off the bench. 13 points. In 12 minutes, uh mercifully Darko was like, No, nah, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give uh Precious' minutes to you. And you know, if Chris didn't play and Precious played those minutes instead, I'd Raptors probably loses one by a lot more. So And then third star, I'm gonna give to you, Jakob, because like someone could at least recognize you. Um you get benched every game, doesn't matter if you play well or bad, just you get benched. And uh only guy who doesn't take selfish shots only guys consistently battling for rebounds and fighting guys and trying to set guys up, trying to run the system. Six points, nine rebounds, three offensive, four assists, a steal, two blocks, three of five from the field, Uh, 25 po- minutes. I mean, look, his net effect is that he is creating no spacing whatsoever on, on the court inter- outside of like the spacing in, in the sense of a screen. But there's no spacing. Obviously, he's not holding guys like honest or whatever, but. I don't, I don't, it's not his fault, I guess, is is my thing. He, Whatever role he's asked to play, he plays it. And I do appreciate that on the team. There's no, like, high or low energy with Jakob either. He just comes in and does his job. You don't have to worry if he's engaged or not or if he's sulking or not. Jakob is just Jakob, you know? So, uh, for your consistency, Jakob, you're going to get... The third star. Your Gerald Henderson award winner. That's obviously gotta to go to Royce O'Neal. 18 points, seven rebounds, four assists of steal, two blocks, thirty-one minutes, five, six of twelve from uh the field, all threes, all off the bench was awesome. And um, yeah. Good, you know, good, good on him. So the Nets improved the nine and eight. They're out the play in tournament. The Raptors were never in the play in tournament. Basically, Grand opening, grand closing. Once they lost to the Celtics on Game One, which was close, they played a lot better in that one. But they lose that one. They lose this one, which was pretty close. They lose the Nets or the the Cavs game, which was pretty close. And they miss a bunch of free throws again, 12 of 19. They're in a one point game, but such is life, you know. So, thanks everyone for listening. Rate, review, subscribe, and uh, we will see you on the Raptor Show tomorrow. If you tune in, you truly, truly love this team, and I appreciate you.